Welcome to another episode of Journey from Infertility. It's your girl, Lindsay. I'm going to tell you now, this is about to be one of them episodes. As you know, it's Mother's Day. And I literally have let the day go by. And I am at the point that this is going to be one of those episodes that's not going to sit right with people. It's going to be a Mother's Day rant. And it's going to be from a perspective of where I'm at in my journey watching other people in their journey and trying to get an understanding as to why every year we as mothers go through this and don't take the time to just appreciate us as mothers instead of downing the partners, the exes, the baby daddies, whomever in our life that we feel that we need to attack to validate ourselves as mothers on Mother's Day. So this is definitely going to be one of those episodes because I'm tired of seeing it. I'm tired of experiencing it. And right now, we have to learn to understand that we are women who are taking care of human beings who need us no matter what. No matter who's there, who's not there, whatever the case may be, this is not a day to do that. The day is to celebrate yourself as a mom. So I'm just going to start off of how... My day was feeling yesterday, and honestly, this is nothing against anybody else, but this is just where I'm at, and again, where I'm at in my journey with me healing and dealing and feeling all the things that I need to feel in regards to this day, because in previous years, this was something totally different. I made a post yesterday, and I observed that I've been a mom now for almost 14 years because of course my son and then when seven came into my life I became a mom then and then I became a mom again when Lauren and Leah came so I've been a mom in so many different aspects that there's been different stages of my life and most people don't get that same experience like I did so with me losing Isaiah for a long time I was in the words of Charlotte you know from Bridgerton it was sorrows sorrows prayers you know and I would get those happy mother's day happy mother's day and it felt so good to get it but it also felt hard to get those messages because I'm like I'm not a mom I'm technically not a mom my child isn't here and I felt guilty and I felt like I wasn't supposed to be appreciated because even though I did have my son, I didn't have my son in the physical being. So I'm not parenting. So that was a time of grief that I just still could not understand. And then when seven came along, she gave me a different purpose. Like seven is not biologically mine. She is my bonus daughter and I love her, you know, as my own. But in that same sense, it took me a while to, get into that role of being somebody's parent and also still in the midst of grieving the child that I do not have. So ultimately with me parenting her, it brought up a different kind of emotion for me because I never knew what it meant to be a mom. And as, you know, quietly as it's kept, I, you know, I went into that role really quickly really, really quickly. So it was kind of an adjustment period because even also at that same time, she lost her mom. She had lost her mom 
And then I come in the picture and then we're trying to navigate a relationship. So I had to build a motherly relationship with someone who barely knew me, who didn't get to grow up, you know, who didn't really get to fully grow up with their mother. There was a motherly figure there. And we had to deal with the dynamics of being mother and daughter, having to trust somebody, having to put my all into someone. And I don't know where that's coming from. So that was a role. And then Lauren came and I became a a mother of my own. And still, again, dealing with fear, dealing with grief. And also literally two months after I found out I was pregnant, I was married. So I became a wife. So I started accumulating all of these titles and not knowing what to do with them. So Lauren gets here, Aaliyah gets here, and I'm a mom. I'm a full-fledged mom in a different role now because I've carried a child. I've carried children. And now these little humans depend, you know, they depend on me to keep them safe, keep them fed, keep them sheltered, keep them warm, keep them entertained, you know. Moms have so many titles that people really don't understand. We are the babysitter. We are the hugger. We are the fix my boo-boos. We are the bartenders. We are the chefs. We are the maids. We have to do so many things. And we have some, sometimes we have unrealistic expectations of our partners and we don't vocalize what it is that we need in those moments. And a lot of times we stuff them. And I know for a long time, that was something that I did, that expressing what I needed, what I wanted, what I required was not up to par for me. And I could not express that to my partner, to my ex-husband, you know, now going through it, you know, after our divorce, our divorce has been finalized and I'm coming into my own of seeing that there's so many dynamics of things that I did not heal from, that I did not learn. And I don't fault him for it. You know, we were growing in two different spaces because even in that breath, you know, you lost someone and then we start a whole new relationship and this is where we got. So we're healing, healing through hurt and putting things together and making shit work. And, you know, things didn't work out the way that they wanted. In my journey of healing with Aaliyah, I soon noticed that I was going through postpartum depression and I mean bad. Like, very, very bad. It wasn't, you know, there's usually the case of the mommy blues, you know, soon after baby gets here. But a lot of people, what I learned when I started going through my journey is that postpartum can last for up to three years. And nobody would even know that. So I feel that once I got to Aaliyah, I was at a space that I did not feel as supported and not even knowing that I was going through postpartum at that time. And then when Aaliyah came, it just, it intensified like times a hundred and I didn't feel okay. It was days I would get up and I just, I cried. There were days that I would, you know, retreat. Like I literally have one room in my house that was mine and that was my office. So 
in my office, that was where I kept my solace. That's where I kept my peace. And even with therapy, she made me turn my office into my space. But then as the time went on, this was the only space that I had. You know, the kids took over the house. So my living room, my dining room, my bedroom, the bathroom, everything was their space. I didn't have a space in my house just for me. And even now that, you know, the kids are older, they can entertain themselves. Like my office is still my piece of like my piece of space. Like I do my work in here. I make my t-shirts in here. I record my podcast in here. I work in here. I have a TV in here. I have my, I have clothes. I have shoes. Like this is my space. Like my bedroom is even still not my space because my kids feel like Every place in the house is theirs, but they know that this room, my she shed, this is my space. This is my space. Like, don't come in here playing. Don't come in here doing this. Don't come in here doing that. But again, there were so many expectations that I was needing from outside that I felt like I needed to be validated. I was even... You know, I was even at school in school at one point, and this was the only place that I had a piece of quiet. And looking back, when a lot of this stuff started, like in school, I needed help. And I personally felt that I was not being supported in that aspect because I had to depend a lot on Seven to help me when it came to Lauren and Aaliyah. And I did not want to put that as a unnecessary stressor on her because one, she was a child Two, she's an equal to her sisters. And a lot of times there was so much that was required of her that I felt like I was taken away from her innocence as being a child. And even in that same breath, our relationship was changing to where we were depending on each other. Me and Seven had got to a point that, you know, her father was working at nights. So during the daytime, you know, we didn't really have any other kind of support. So the support that we had for each other was, you know, Seven would come home. Seven would do her homework. Seven would get stuff ready to go. And in that same breath, that would be me coming home, me, you know, preparing dinner or figuring out what we're going to eat for dinner, getting them ready. And then... When it was my time, we would flip switch. We would switch and she would watch the kids. She would try to get them ready for bed or, you know, whatever the case may be. So I could do homework and I could get myself ready for the next day and get them ready for the next day. And that was the routine that we had. And so in the midst prior to the chaos beginning in my relationship, we had a pattern. And so... When my ex came back into the daytime shift and things of that sort, we still felt like nothing was changing. So our routine never changed. And sometimes we hold these very unexpected, you know, expectations on people, but we also don't verbalize those expectations in the same, you know, in the same linear way to make it seem like, okay, I need this. I require this. Like we identify what it is that we need, but we have this fear of telling the people in our lives what we need and what we require. Now, on the flip side, 
I got into my feelings. I got a little emotional. Like I felt guilty. My kids were gone this weekend. They were with their dad. It's their weekend. And in our divorce, um, our divorce agreement, Mother's Day is supposed to be my day. Father's Day is the day. We have certain holidays. We split, you know, things of that sort. And I felt guilty because as a mom, I really just wanted a day of peace and quiet to think, to focus, to do things I need to do. But also in that same breath, I felt guilty because my kids weren't with me. I felt guilty because I couldn't vocalize and say that I felt alone. And I did. I finally kind of just got up and, you know, I sat with my feelings yesterday because I felt really alone because my kids weren't there. And as a, you know, as a single mom, I felt that I did, I don't get the appreciation on Mother's Day that most get. Like, I see moms getting all these elaborate gifts and they're going to the spa. They're getting these, you know, they're getting their hotel rooms. They're getting this quiet place. They're getting all these gifts and things from the kids and yada, 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 yada. And I got none of that. Seven told me happy Mother's Day. And that made me feel good, but it still kind of felt like a a thankless job that I don't get those thank yous. And especially on that, like on Mother's Day, as of Mother's Day, I felt like I didn't feel appreciated and it hurt. So I did feel guilty. I felt alone and I felt guilty for just wanting to be in my space and in my own moment, like there's so many moving parts that I'm thinking of right now. Like I have to try to find me somewhere to live. I have to sell my house. I'm trying to make sure that things are okay with my kids. I have to wash clothes. I have to clean the house. I have to do this. I have to do that. And I literally sat in my, and again, I sat in my office yesterday, just in a mode because I felt very unappreciated, but on other days, you know, my kids, I had to really like feel that my kids appreciate me by telling me you're the best mom ever, or they'll come up and they'll give me like the biggest hugs and kisses just out of the blue. And I felt better thinking about that. Like, yes, my job now, it does seem thankless because I don't have a partner who's there to tell me, you know, you're doing a great job. I love you. And this is how I'm going to show you my appreciation by you going out and you going and do something for yourself today. And I had to reset my mind to think like, that's not what Mother's Day is for me. Mother's Day for me is my kids getting on my nerves at eight o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, knowing that I want to be asleep, but knowing that they're there and they're close is what's important. But I spent a lot of time, you know, looking on social media. And that's what triggered me yesterday is I saw so many mothers not even just appreciating the moment. It's just it was like they spent so much time trying to bash the men that they've made these children with. And yes, hindsight 50 50 a lot of us probably feel the same way. Like this man ain't no good. He don't do nothing for my kids. X, Y, Z. This ain't the day to do that. It's not the day to do that. 
because the day is supposed to for it really is for you to celebrate yourself and how far that you keep going and how you keep teaching these little people to be human beings and you bashing your baby daddy whatever the case may be over social media is not going to make you feel more of a mother i'm just going to be the one to say that it's not going to make you more of a mother you bashing your baby daddy on social media is not going to make you feel any better. It's going to actually highlight the fact that you feel alone in this space of being a parent. That is not something that you need to tell the world, whatever the case may be, unless they're doing something to physically harm or harm or do detriment to your child. Now, that would be something different, but I'm not talking about that. It's just literally in general that we have gotten to the point that we feel that we have to bash these men that we lay down with and we had children with to validate what it is that we accomplish as women. Like, you can have any other day. We have 364 or 365 other days for us to bash these men. Why on Mother's Day do you have to do it? Sometimes for me, Mother's Day is just another day and it's become another day because there are words that have been said to me that this man has said to me that I cannot and will not forget and I will not repeat on here. But it's something for me that I need to heal from because this is something that I got to deal with. I have to personally deal with that. And... I'm not going to hold him for that either because even in the moment when it was said, I'm pretty sure it was in the midst of grief and I can't continue, but you know, you can apologize for the things that you say, but a lot of times I'm not a forgive and forget type of person. Yeah, I'll forgive you, but I'll never forget what you said to me and I'll never forget how that shit made me feel. So I do tend to hold on to that, but that does not mean that, I'm going to bash you over social media or like literally on the day that it's supposed to be about me. It's supposed to be about me and it's going to continue to be about me. And it's going to be me about the, it's going to be about these kids. I don't care how much I can sugarcoat it. Yeah. That man can get on my last nerve, but I'm never going to let him see that. I act accordingly. I do what I need to do. I limit the communications that I have with him and I keep it pushing because at the end of the day, I'm going to do what I'm going to do to keep me safe. And I'm going to do what I got to do to keep my children safe. And that's not in a, a sense to where that I need to protect them from harm, but I'm protecting my peace. And I'm protecting my children's peace in the same breath. I'm never going to bash them in front. I'm never going to bash their daddy in front of them. I'm never going to bash them, you know, on social media. Like, yeah, sometimes he'll, he'll do some goofy stuff and I might post it because it's funny to me. And I think other people will do the same thing and they'll laugh, but it's not, I'm not going to say that he ain't shit or he ain't this and he ain't that. And da, 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 da. It's just, these are the things of baby daddy chronicles. And this is what happens. But it's never going to be to the point that I'm going to give people the satisfaction to know what he does, excuse me, what he does or what he does not do. That's nobody's business. That's nobody's business. What matters is that you are the best 
mom for those children. That's it. That's all I want people to understand is that those duties, and that's not even just being a mom. That's being a dad too. If you're a single dad that has your children full-time, you literally have to understand that you are the best thing for your children. You are the best thing for your children in those moments. You are the best thing that has happened to them since sliced bread. You're the best thing that's happened to them since Kool-Aid. Whatever the case may be, you do 100% of your job. And what that other parent does not do is not on you. You still have to do what you got to do. And you got to make it work for these kids because these kids are going to figure it out on their own. Whether it's by word of mouth from other people is going to be from word of mouth outside of that. They're going to learn it on their own, but coming from you as their parent, you can't let them see you sweat. Not when it comes to that other person. I never let my kids see me sweat. Never, never. My job is to be there and I'm going to continue to be there. Blood, sweat, tears, Whatever it is, I'm going to be that mama. I'm their mother. They have their father. They're going to build that relationship. They're going to have their own relationship. And they're just going to have to know that mommy loves you and daddy loves you. And I love you 100% in my capacity. Daddy's going to love you at whatever capacity that he can give you at that time. They have to work on building that relationship. And it's not on us to keep that relationship built. I never will, I will never hold that upon me. So keep my, for my children to have that relationship with their father. Their father is an adult and he's going to have to be an adult. Everybody's going to have to be an adult in this situation. Your job is to parent these kids and do what you got to do and make shit work, period. And that's my rant for Mother's Day because I just literally got so frustrated in regards to dealing with how we get so much love and praise on these days, yet a lot of times we spend majority of the day bashing these men who don't deserve the play on Mother's Day. They don't deserve that. We deserve to get our flowers at least on this day. Some people acknowledge Mother's Day. Some days it's rough for other people. You know, my heart goes out to people who don't have their mothers. I, my heart goes out to, to you know, to, to kids who don't, you know, to other women who may have lost a child, who have rainbow babies or are going through their grief. My heart goes out to mothers who are struggling with infertility. My heart goes out to mothers who just found out that they're going to be a mom. You know, there's so many dynamics of Mother's Day that there's happiness, there's sadness, and that needs to be kind of dealt with even in that because you have to spend your time thinking about the roles of mothers in our lives. Like, mothers bring us into this world. Mothers bring us into this world. Like, that's all that matters. Like, we have to celebrate these mothers in the best way that we can. Some need space, some grieving, some need that happiness, some need those moments to feel that, you know, some people need Mother's Day to feel like I'm a good mom. Because 
those other days, it goes to say like, it's a thankless day. But for, you know, for me, Mother's Day is just another day. And I felt that it was hard, you know, for the first time now being divorced. Now me just, my kids not being here for Mother's Day, you know, for a long, for a period of time. And even now, you know, this Mother's Day was weird because I was sat with the fact that my kids are going to be going with their dad for the summer. So now our our routine is about to flip. So I'm not going to have my children. So like these, this next week and a half, this is really like my last full week with my children. So I got to make it count. And that was what was on my mind a lot of the time um, during the days that, dang, this is my last full week with my kids until fall when they come back home and then I have them full time. So I'm grieving I won't say I'm grieving losing my children for the summer, but, you know, part of our divorce agreement is that dad wanted them for the summer. I get them every other weekend because, like, now I have them full time and he gets them every other weekend and he gets them whenever he asks for them. And this was a weird it's a weird feeling because this would be the first time that they're away from me for long bouts of time. Like they were gone for spring break and I tell you that I boohooed and I cried and I cried and I cried. I was like, okay, I got to get used to this. Like it's a different kind of alone time. Like there's no hustle or bustle about my house. My kids are not screaming. They're not arguing about the TV or who got whose tablet. Like it's something totally different to feel this. And now I'm grieving a different kind of loss with this. But I also know that this is going to be growth for me. And this is something that I'm going to have to get accustomed to. So Mother's Day was a lot for me. And I'm glad I was actually able to sit with myself and feel those feelings and understand that even though there were tears, there was happy tears because, you know, my kids are growing. My kids are five and three now. And I've watched these little babies grow and they're just phenomenal little human beings. And I'm so glad that I'm their mother. And I'm so glad that God chose me to be their mother. And again, at first, I really felt that it was kind of a thankless day, but it's not. My kids are my world and I love them so much. And I just was so appreciative to know that my kids love me unconditionally and I'm always going to be there for them. And even though I didn't get flowers and roses and, you know, I didn't get no fancy trip or whatever. I got those little, those two little humans who call me mom every day and they love me so unconditional. And I just want to say, you know, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there, all the new moms. You got this. Y'all are dope. And don't let nobody tell you anything different to those who are missing their moms. My heart goes out to you. There's a big hug out there for you to those who are wanting to be moms. Please keep that mustard seed of hope because I have, you know, I have hope for you that you will get your, your day and just happy mother's day. And I hope that you, 
did the best that you could on a day that was appreciative, that was in spirit for what you wanted. And I hope to, I hope you got through it because, you know, I'm recording in the middle of the night and it's just, it's almost, it's almost, well, it's over for me, but there are more good days to come, you know, just keep the hope, keep the faith. And I look forward to talking to you guys again very, very soon. So I'm going to end it here. And again, this is another episode of Journey from Infertility. So you can follow me on Instagram at Lindsay Becky Shea. And that's L-I-N-Z-Y-B-E-C-K-Y-S-H-E-A. You can go follow the page, Journey from Infertility. And I will see y'all next time. Bye.